0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Hey there, you're still there. And so are we. This is Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here on the other end for Real Presence Live.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and we were having such excitement, uh, you know, with our next guest before the break ended that I kind of continued right after the break. (laughs) 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 Whoops, that was a little faux pas on radio, but...
1: Oh, uh, that's good. That's good.
2: We'll get it correct.
1: Yes. So we are just—we're uh, overjoyed that that we have been able to soak in God's goodness this morning. It has been really, really great. Has it? Been?
2: It has been. It's uh, truth, beauty, and goodness has just uh, been part of this whole first mm-hmm. three hour and a half. Uh, you know, God's grace, God's beauty, uh, just the whole. Gift of humanity mm-hmm. that he gives us. Yes, it's uh, it's so special, and even in the crosses, there's so much. Beauty. Mm -hmm. If we, you know, join it with his.
1: Yeah, you know, Janine. As you're talking, we got Jenny Corsmo here in the studio now with us. Jenny and I work together in the Family Life Office. And as you've been talking, Jenny and I kind of keep shooting looks at each other because we both went to um, a Christopher West Theology of the Body event last night in Sock Center. And what you're saying just so resonates with the Theology of the Body. And we've got Jenny on this morning to talk about the Theology of the Body, women's the Awakened women's retreat that was just held here in the Diocese of Fargo back in uh, the end of March, and and Jenny was the organizer of that. So, good morning to you, Jenny. Good morning. (laughs) Thanks for being on with us. No problem. So, also on the line, remotely, we have, uh, this is going to get complicated, we've got Katie Dubas (laughs) and potentially Katie Uh, Zubrod. Katie Zubrod will be joining us soon, but Katie Dubas, good morning to you.
3: Good morning.
1: (laughs) Thanks for being with us this morning.
3: Sure thing. So, Katie, could
2: you just introduce yourself and uh, let our listeners know who you are?
4: Sure. Um, Like Brad said, my name is Katie Dubas. I grew up in Nebraska, but I have um, lived in a few different places, and I did live in Fargo, and I worked with Ginny Corzmo and Brad Gray for a little bit at the diocesan offices, but most currently I am in Jamestown working at St. James Basilica as the liturgist and social media coordinator.
2: Well, thank you so much for Excellent. joining us, Katie. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful community out there in Jamestown. I'm glad that you're there uh, to to be, you know, doing God's work mm-hmm. in in their faith community.
4: Yep. Yeah, it is a great community. I love it here.
1: Absolutely. So, um, Jenny, like I mentioned, we got to go to an awesome Christopher West event last night in Sock Center on the Theology of the Body Um Tell me, you were the organizer for the Awaken Women's Retreat, which also brought in Jen Settle from the Theology of Body Institute, Christopher West Institute. What was the impulse? What was the, the impetus for you in wanting to organize this opportunity for women to, to encounter the theology of the body?
3: I just feel like it's so valuable for us to understand our identity in Christ mm. and where we're going. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you boil down theology of the body, that's what it boils down yes. to is our identity and where are we headed with that?
1: Yeah, our identity and mission, absolutely.
3: Yeah, especially with
2: all the the mixed up societal things, you know, attacking especially our young people. I mean, if they just really understand the feminine genius and the masculine genius, you know, that uh, God ordained, um, you know, how much easier it's gonna be for them to, you know, stay close to the Lord. And to not get involved in all this confusion that's going on. And that's not to discount that there is gender dysphoria by any means. You know, that is uh, something that is real. And and we need to be uh, good, faithful people in recognizing and understanding that. Uh, But the onslaught of education that's confusing our kids at such a young age, theology of the body, now more than ever, is really vital for not just for the youth, you know, but for our parents, uh, for our grown uh, grandmas and grandpas, (laughs) you know, it's just really
3: important. So thank you for that work. Yeah, we need to equip people to be able to speak about it and really understand it. And I think it's a hidden gem in the church that we don't know enough about or that in general is not talked about or we think we understand it, but we really don't. And so that's why I'm on fire, and that was kind of my hope for the retreat is just to start equipping people because I feel like everybody knows somebody or is touched by this somehow, mm-hmm. what yes. is going on in our culture.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, well, we are uh, fortunate now to be joined by Katie Zubrod as well. Good morning to you, Katie. Good morning, y'all. We're glad that we were able to get you on. Sorry we had a little bit of problems here, uh, and, but uh, it's all better now.
5: But I was freaking out because I have, like, silence unknown callers on my phone, and I didn't know how to take it off. <laughs> 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 so I, I Googled it.
1: Excellent, excellent. Oh, well, thank crazy. you for being with us this morning. Do you want to just introduce yourself briefly, Katie? Zubrod?
5: Yeah, my, <laughs> my name is Katie Zubrod. Um, I live in North Dakota, and I am married, and I have three little girls. And um, Cecilia, it's three months, and she got to join me on the Awaken Retreat, mm-hmm. and I teach the Creighton Model um, for
1: NSP for the Diocese as well. Now, you and Katie Dubas were among the 40 women that got to attend the Awaken Retreat. Uh, we had a little bit of kind of brief introduction of what the Theology of the Body was, why, why we, uh, we wanted to bring the, this opportunity for women into the diocese to encounter the Theology of the Body. What was the retreat like for you, Katie uh, Zubrod?
5: Uh, it was really good. Uh, I I know about theology of the body. I I guess one thing that I might be brave enough now to open the real theology of the body written by J. P. because he intimidates me. I have a hard time reading his encyclicals. <laughs> uh, so I I feel like maybe I'm, I'm brave enough to open it up. First of all, for me like just thinking about it now, like for me it was like reawakening
3: mm.
5: my feminine genius. Mm. Um you no, know, I I'm a big reader and so I know theology of the body, not as well as gen uh, Genfo, obviously. And um but I was at a different spot when I heard it and studied it more. So it was just really great to to be a reawakened and especially as a, a wife and mother. Mm-hmm. Um
1: Yes, yes. And you got to bring that uh, one of those little ones with you, as you said, on the retreat. And from what I heard, uh, she was the star of the show.
5: She was. She <laughs> was. So it's, it's kind of fun because um, I don't, uh, taking notes is kind of hard when you have like one hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember Dan had said something, you know, about receiving help. And how you know we're we're accepting and receiving other people when we receive their offer of help and um, and asking for help too, when we needed, and that retreat totally brought me to ask for help and to receive help, and um, we had miscarried before Cecilia, so it was just a gift to like be able to share life mm-hmm. and what a great blessing life is.-hmm
1: mm-hmm. beautiful.
2: Yeah, you know, it it is. It, life is just so beautiful and yet we've complicated it as a society. <laughs> you know, I I saw this uh cartoon and it was like you had the symbol for a male and you had the symbol for a female like mm-hmm in the beginning until really just like the last five minutes ago exactly and now i don't even know how many symbols there were it's like when did it grow to be like it looked like over 30 yeah you know and and where's it going to stop and so that's why it's so important that that this education so jenny can you just for our listeners who have never heard of theology of the body you know because i'm sure they're out there Tell us a little bit about what it is and why it's so. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we need about ten hours to go into it deeper. But let people know what it is and maybe some resources, how good resources that they can learn more about it.
3: Okay, um, to describe it exhaustively (laughs) is kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, Basically, theology of the body um, was explained. for us in Wednesday audiences by St. John Paul the Great. When he was Pope, mm-hmm. he presented those Wednesday audiences. And and like I said in the beginning, it really is about our identity in Christ as sons and daughters of Christ, um, as brothers and sisters to each other. Uh, and when you look at people, it really has helped me look at everybody and see the face of God. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is so unique. Everybody is unrepeatable. And um, recognizing that, so instead of like getting mad at the person who cut you off in traffic, I try to think about them as a child of God. Or somebody who has offended me, I try to think about them as a child of God. And that has come to me in prayer, and I think through my study of Theology of the Body. And basically, where are we going, and where are we headed in our identity? And really, the ache we have is only going to be fulfilled by understanding that, and by realizing where we want to go to be in heaven forever with jesus
1: right yeah i was i was really impacted last night as we we're at the christopher west event that that theology of the body is really a theology of incarnation right like ever since jesus took on humanity um matter matters and and our humanity you know th- there can be a notion kind of a, a i think a, a wrong-headed pietistical notion that in order to be spiritual we somehow have to escape our humanity like the the things that are in deep and ingrained in us our loves and our our joys and all that stuff is something that we have to kind of suppress and get rid of. But it's precisely in that, that Christ is present. Like he's, he's become human. He's become one of us. Um, and I, I just, that I, that's the way I was moved last night in this event is that it's, it's, it's a theological lens to see Jesus present in all of the aspects of our humanity, our body, our, our desires, our yearning, and all of it. It's, it's ripe and rich and pregnant with god's presence so um we we do have to take a quick break but on the other side of the break i want to talk to katie dubas a little bit and (laughs) and find out what her experience of the awakened women's retreat was so stay with us there's more awesome audio goodness coming right at you
0: live engaging and local This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo DiFilippis of St. Luke Productions.
6: Conversion and Obedience. Faith requires conversion, and that conversion is an act of obedience toward a reality which precedes me and which does not originate from me. For Christians, this prior reality is not an it, but a he, or even better, a you. It is Christ, the Word made flesh. He is the new beginning of our thought. He is the new I, which bursts open the limits of subjectivity and the boundaries dividing subject from object, thus enabling me to say, it is no longer I who live. Conversion does not lead into a private relationship with Jesus, which in reality would be another form of mere monologue. This is the sole guarantee that the obedience which we owe to the truth is concrete. Only the concrete God can be something other than a new projection of one's own self. Following in Christ's footsteps is the only way of losing oneself which attains the desired goal. The one who became flesh has remained flesh. He is concrete obedience to the church is the concreteness of our obedience. The church is that new and greater subject in which past and present subject and object come into contact. The church is our contemporaneity with Christ. There is no other.
1: This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat,
4: and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, we are back.
1: We're back with our last lap of the Real Presence Live show this morning. It's been glorious and wonderful and joyful. And, and I have to say that in this last segment, I feel kind of left out, honestly. It is you know, the classic Blessed Are You Among Women. All these ladies that got to participate in the Awaken Women's Retreat, and I'm on the outside looking in. But Katie Dubas, you were not on the outside looking in. You were right there. Tell me about that, because I, I, I I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs>
4: Well, I am really grateful that I was able to attend the retreat. And just the way that Jen presented everything, um, I had a very cursory, basic, basic knowledge of Theology of the Body, but I never did any kind of deep diving. And and Jen would probably say she still didn't go completely as deep as she could. But just the the booklet that she gave out, Um, I am saving that. I am going to use it again to pray with and to look at and to chew over. But one of the things, um, I had never spent much time looking at um, the original fall Mm. and what Adam and Eve and the results and just recognizing that, um, what did she say, I'm reading some of what I wrote down, that, like, original lie that Eve believed that there was something that the Lord was withholding and didn't want to give her. Mm. Um, and I see that lived out in my own life, in my questioning, Lord, you know, what are you doing with my life? Are sure. you withholding some good, you know, I bet you are, and that's not true. And then Eve grasped at the fruit, um, and it's it's just so relatable to, you know, what are we grasping at that we aren't trusting that the Lord wants to provide for us, and we become self-reliant, and that was one of the things that Jesus convicted my heart, that as a single woman, I I think I can tend to fall into being so self-reliant, taking care of everything that I need, and and not even um, being open to the people around me that want to lend a hand or help out. Um, I can struggle with that, um, just just being too independent, I guess, and realizing that the Lord really wants us to rest in His arms, and just, it was a great time for me to just receive, receive Mm -hmm. the love of God, to sit back and recognize I'm His beloved daughter, I am a gift, He is, you know, He wants me to receive His gift of love so that I can share that later on with others, just that whole There's a lot of good nuggets, but um, also being a gift um, and receiving the gift of not only the Lord, but of of one another, to to really share that femininity and the complementarity Uh of masculinity and femininity.
1: Katie, going into that a little bit, um, you know, sometimes the theology of the body gets reduced to something just for married couples. Like, it's maybe just kind of seen through the lens of sexuality or something like that, which obviously sexuality is key to who we are, right? But for you, as a single woman, what was that like? Jen Settle is a consecrated virgin that works with the Theology of the Body Institute. She was the one presenting. through you. What was that like for you to have Jen be the presenter for this retreat?
4: Oh, it was so eye-opening. I loved hearing all of her personal testimonies, and even just how she wrestled with the concept of um, being maternal, even as a consecrated virgin, um, and she shared some stories of how the Lord has put certain people in her life that she has really been able to be a type of spiritual mother to, mm-hmm. and uh, and that has also resulted in just a healthy relationship with priests and seminarians and how... Um, like, she looks out for them, she prays for them, She, if they need a reality check, she's the one that gives it to them, and, and they're able to receive that mm-hmm. in a good way, um, just as if, you know, a mother is reprimanding a son or whatnot. Like, um, just, it was beautiful to hear her witness of how, how fruitful she is in her maternal or spiritual motherhood, mm-hmm. um, and that we all and myself included, could could have these, in a way, spiritual children. Like, I have, I joke around that um, I'm the godmother to Peter, James, and John. (laughs) And then I have a Sarah in there, too, and I almost said it Abram, but um, (laughs) I moved before I got to be the godmother for that one. Anyhow, that, you know, if, if I take that role more seriously, to pray for them, to stay in their lives, um and to be that spiritual mother, that there can be a great joy and great fruitfulness um, in a way that's not, you know, physically sexual or anything mm-hmm. um, and bearing, like, you know, physical life, but the spiritual life.
3: Yeah. And
4: so that was really encouraging. Um that you know, the older I'm getting, thinking of myself as you know, woe is me, I will never have children of my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting too old, and I'm not married, and mm-hmm. and just re- recognizing that if I continue to surrender my fruitfulness to the Lord, that he will he will take that and 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 bless that mm-hmm. in other different in in unique ways that I would have never imagined um, from the get go. So it's it's just kind of a nice eye opener to be like, okay, Lord, where are you calling me to um, spiritual motherhood? Mm. And may I may I say yes to that, to receiving that gift?
1: Uh, Katie, I, I I'm certain that there are many women listening in right now, many men and women listening in right now that are being very blessed by what you're sharing. Uh, last night, Christopher West had the priest stand up. Um, that were in the, the audience. There were 900 people there, and he said, "These these are fathers. They're not kind of fathers. They are legitimate, real fathers. They have mm-hmm. a real fatherhood. Every man is fatherly. Every woman is motherly. Doesn't matter what their vocation is. And I think that's a truth that is so liberating and so powerful. And oftentimes we accept, we take in a lot of lies and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just want to thank you for sharing that because I, I think that is so potent so powerful so Mm -hmm. thank you
2: and that's what's so incredibly special about theology of the body and the feminine genius and how we're made to be you know nurturers Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we're definitely nurturers and we have uh an emotional capacity that uh, when jenny walked in the studio i'm crying because i'm you know talking to a woman who chose life and Mm -hmm. how beautiful that is um you know Brad over here. He's the protector, and he's like, "Way to, go. to You know, punch something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 the fatherly figure that uh, you know is is basically saying, "Praise God!" You mm-hmm. know, thank you. You know, for your strength. You know, um, you know, instilling that uh, you know masculine genius of of love and support and yeah. protecting and you know and and where the emotional nurtures.
1: Yeah, we live we live in a culture right now. That has disdain for both masculinity and femininity. And the call that John Paul offered is to go deep into it. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Um, Ladies, I want to thank you. Thank you all for being here this morning. Thank you for uh, responding to God's invitation, God's call. And I I just, um, there's so much good going on right now. And I just want to glorify God in that. We do have to uh, toss the microphone on the other side of the glass to Teresa so that she can share with her feminine genius what's coming up uh, ahead for Real Presence Radio.
4: On the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Jacques Daniel is your host coming to you live from Rapid City, South Dakota. He'll be speaking with Carlo Broussard about purgatory and its importance to Catholic theology. And Bill Donahue will be sharing about his book, The War on Virtue on the political attacks against the Catholic faith across the U.S. All this and more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you.
1: Fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. it has been. And Jenny, thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Jenny,
1: do do we have hopes of uh, putting more offerings like the Awakened Women's Retreat out again?
3: I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. I. It's just so vitally important.
1: I, I agree. I think both of us kind of came away from that event with Christopher West last night. Like people need to know. Yeah. People need to know how good they are. How good we're made. That's that's the the affliction that we're facing right now is people who don't know that they're good.
2: And and, and I do think that that is something that we're, we really need to challenge ourselves as Catholics because I said it earlier when we visited with uh, Joe down in South Dakota is that there's 8 billion people in the world mm-hmm. and they're not all Catholic but how we live our Catholic faith and how we nurture and, and uh, live it. Mm-hmm. You know, like when that person cuts you off at the at a stop sign, you know, how do we react in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know, are we being, recognizing Christ in that person? And if they're not a person of faith, are we recognizing that they have a soul, that they, ha- their life was created by God and they just haven't found Christ yet? Mm-hmm. And, and how are they seeing, how are they drawn to us? You know, it's just, the world is crazy right now and and this is an opportunity though
1: the world is crazy and god is great yeah i mean that's that's the beauty is that uh and so
2: in our own crosses we need to look at the crucifix especially in this easter season Mm -hmm. because that's true love that's love that we need to do as well
1: all the way to the end yeah all right well I want to say thank you to you ladies for being here this morning, and I thank you to our listeners. And let's let's close uh, by just giving God all the glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, Son and to the to Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it so was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, now, and never ever shall be, world without, be. without end. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you all for being with us this morning. Thank you to God, our great and loving Father and for Jesus Christ, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who gives us new life. Amen.
0: This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6.